Did you know in Arizona, taxpayers have choices about where to direct their state taxes? If you have a desire to help families afford the education they choose for their children, sit back, listen, and be inspired. You are listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. My name is Colleen McCoy-Siga, and I am the Director of Strategic Partnerships for Catholic Education Arizona, and I want to welcome my guests to the podcast today. I have a crew from St. Teresa with us. I am excited to welcome Father John Parks, Jenny Zander, and Molly Malavos to the podcast. Just so that our listeners know before we get started, Catholic Education Arizona is a school tuition organization that turns tax credit contributions from individuals and corporations into scholarships for students at CEA to create future leaders. So as I stated, my guests today are from Teresa Catholic Parish School, and I'm going to, uh, I'm going to ask each one of them to tell us a little bit about themselves. Father Parks, can you tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself, please? Sure. I was uh, born and raised here in Arizona for those Arizona natives. Uh, there used to be a mall called Los Arcos Mall in South Scottsdale. So I have a lot of unsupervised childhood memories in Los Arcos Mall. So I grew up across the street from there. And my whole family now lives there. So I was totally homegrown. I went to Catholic uh, grade school, went to Catholic high school, went to college at ASU. Uh, was ordained a priest in 2010. I've been a priest for just over 10 years. I've served at parishes. I was a high school chaplain full time for four years. I Notre Dame prep. I worked at the Dallas Pastoral Center. And then most recently, about eight months ago, I was assigned as the pastor of St. Teresa. And Principal Jenny Zander. We're actually not from Arizona. We are from Pacific Northwest. My husband and I and our two kiddos moved out here about seven years ago. Uh, but we have always been part of a Catholic parish and school for just a number of years. And I've dabbled in a little bit of, it seems like everything I've taught, everything from little, little preschoolers all the way up to high school. I had worked, um, got my degree in special education and worked as a sign language interpreter for a number of years, but seemed to find myself most at home when uh, I'm on a school campus. So just very blessed to, to be part of St. Teresa. Molly Malavos, Director of Finance and Operations. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. I, as you said, I'm the current uh, Director of Finance and Operations at St. Teresa. Work hard to support uh, Father Parks and, and Mrs. Zander, I think, in their mission for Catholic education. Uh, strive to find ways to support Catholic education through finance and accounting and making it more legible and attainable for Catholic families. So my, my hope is that while I'm at St. Teresa, we can find ways to bring Catholics back to private education and especially at St. Teresa. So uh, just here to support and, and could not be prouder of Mrs. Zander and Father Parks and fulfilling their mission here. Father Parks, you've been around St. Teresa's for most of your life, so can you share with us the history of the parish and your personal connection to it? Yes, yeah, so I've been at the parish basically my whole life. So I think I went to Catholic grade school from kindergarten to eighth grade. I think I'm the only one in my family who was not baptized at St. Teresa's. Everyone else was baptized here. I was baptized at St. Dan the Prophet. But um, yeah, I went to grade school here for nine years, and then I went to high school locally. And so anyway, it's my home parish. Like, it's my home, home parish. So my mom's a parishioner. My sister's a parishioner. My nephew's in seventh grade at the school. So when people ask, the best analogy I can think of, it's like Willy Wonka died, and in his will, he left me the chocolate factory. And now I make chocolate at that chocolate factory. And Father Chuck, you know, he took over uh, when I was in third grade. And then he served for 29 years, and then I became the pastor and there's only been four pastors of St. Teresa. I'm the fifth since it was founded in the 1950s. 
the new church was built in 1975. And um, yeah, so I'm super blessed to be here. been here about eight months and just getting to know everyone. I mean, obviously I know a fair amount of people from growing up here, but there's also kind of a newer community that I'm getting to know. So it's going great. It's going wonderful. So blessed to be here. People always say you can't go home again, but you're a perfect example of someone who uh, disproves that. And we'll see. Right now it's looking pretty good, but you know, we're only eight months in. I don't want to get hasty. So it's going well. Mrs. Zander, let's go to you for a second. Tell us how you came to be at St. Teresa Catholic School and what is special or unique about this school? Terrific. Yeah. So I uh, was able to start here as the preschool director just a little shy of two years ago and loved that wonderful side of our building with all the, the littlest, the youngest learners. Just last year in the middle of the year, right before COVID hit, Father Chuck, who um, was our current pastor at the time, had asked me to step in as interim principal. We had a little transition that was happening on campus. So I've been very blessed to be in this role and then to have Father Parks bless the community with his uh, you know, rival over the summer. It's just been really kind of a, a crazy experience. So I have to tell you, though, from the moment that I enrolled my kiddos here and you know received the position um, as director, there was this incredible sense of community. It's just, uh, I like to say our campus is kind of tucked away off of Thomas. Well, the campus feels homey and then the people are also very homey. Everybody is just incredibly accepting and supportive of one another. And there's just kind of a, a neat feeling on campus. Everyone's, you know, it feels like we're all longtime friends and family. So pretty neat, <laughs> neat experience here. Jenny, we're glad you're there. You're a blessing to the community. So let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about the the investment of Catholic education. You know, as a parent, and I know as well as a parent, the sacrifice that families make to afford a Catholic education. So why would you tell a family that the sacrifice is worth the investment of Catholic education, um, really in general, but even more specifically at St. Teresa Catholic School? So again, I, I want to say to all of our families and especially the ones, uh, you know, that Father and I have been able to come, have conversations with, we're not only forming the child, we're, we're really wanting to partner with our families. And I think families don't realize maybe when they're looking at schools that that we aren't just taking care of the academics although that's important and we're not just helping them get to have social experiences with with classmates we're wanting them to build a relationship with god we're wanting um them to as a family you know build this relationship and walk together and and treat others with kindness and to to be um willing to serve others in various ways. So I think Father Parks and I will oftentimes tell family, you know, we're not just here for for your child. We're not just here for the students. We're really here to embrace the family. And as we all know, being a parent, it takes a village. So St. Teresa just becomes that village. It's again, it's just such an incredible community. Um, but yeah, Catholic education, man, it's it's more than just the academic educational piece. Yeah, there's an old saying that if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. And so there, there's something invaluable about a good education. And I'm also struck by something John Paul II said years ago. He said, there's no solution to the social question apart from the gospel. So I think there's a lot of people in America who feel like uh, we're not going in a good direction. We're trending in the wrong way. There's a lot of tension. There's a lot of 
uh, ignorance, a lot of mistakes being made. The question is, what's the solution? And the world is always in need of people of virtue and people of character. And people of wisdom are people who know the truth and people of virtue are people who can imitate it. So Catholic education is about that. It's about forming the whole person, giving them this invaluable gift, giving them a Catholic worldview and to give them uh, what is true. So they know what is true and they would love what is good. And so, um, yeah, I would say that there's nothing worth spending money on more than an education because it stays with you your whole life. It forms you and who you are. Agreed, Father Parks. There's nothing worth investing in more than a Catholic education. I totally agree with you. But the cost of tuition is also a very real thing in that that sacrifice is very real to families. So when families come to St. Teresa and they visit and they, they feel the goodness of the community and that's where they want to be, but they don't know how they're going to afford it, how do you handle that? There are so many people moving into the state who may not know that we have some of the best school choice legislation in the entire country here. And so how do you educate them? How do you convince them that they can afford Catholic education in Arizona? Yeah, I think that's that's a, a real concern, especially with Catholic education and with larger families even, um, to consider the overall cost for each sibling to attend. I think what, what we try to do at St. Teresa is take into account the individual family and their situation and bring them in to say, in what ways can we help educate, you know, you on the, the tuition process, but also the, the options that are available per the state of Arizona and the different tax credits that I think are available. And then also arming them or equipping them to go out into the community to uh, ask in, in ways that maybe they hadn't been comfortable before, but with the right tools uh, at their fingertips, they can they have more opportunity to, to reap those benefits. And then I think also just empowering people with the knowledge of what STOs are and the differences between scholarships available, but then working collaboratively with the community with resources that are available to say, can you redirect back to our school? If maybe you're fortunate in a position to say that you, you can fully fund your student with uh, without STOs or without scholarships, is there ways that you can help the community? So I think really emphasizing that it's, it's an individual question. I don't think there's any fear or concern that people should have in saying that it, it is expensive. I think there are differences between private and, and Catholic education, but I think there are individual solutions that we can find to work collaboratively with families. So I always say, well, let's set up a time. You know, let, let's sit down together. Let's, let's try and walk through this and journey together and invite them to some of the events we have or, or to sit with Mrs. Zander um, just so we can find creative solutions. But also, you know, as you said, Arizona is one of the best states as far as tax credits go and, and, and kind of explore those options. Yeah. And to add to that, I would just say um, I gave a talk recently on Catholic education and as for the Tempeac Leadership Institute, which is forming leaders in Arizona. But one of the co-presenters was a, an ex-principal out of uh, Wisconsin. And again, when you look at it nationally, you just want to, the point that you make, Colleen, it's like an invaluable gift that we could do this in Arizona. I mean, other other places, other dioceses, if they get free busing, they're, they're delighted. So the fact that we can redirect state tax dollars is really astonishing. And to, to augment what Molly said, yeah, I just find a lot of times it's just simple ignorance. Like they, they see the cost of tuition and they have no idea how much they could raise. And so they just sort of give up without really knowing. So once they get educated about the possibilities, I find pretty quickly their whole attitude can change that this is a real possibility if I'm willing to do the work. Really the, the best product that Catholic schools put out are their alumni, right? So the people that you form and then put out into the world 
that's how you're creating future leaders. That's how your students are contributing to the community and to the state and to the world. Can you think of some examples of people besides Father Parks? Because that's that's the low-hanging fruit. So besides Father Parks, what is St. Teresa producing, putting out into the world to show this is the product that we create and that should inspire families to also want to be part of your community? I'm just going to start by saying it It always um, impresses me and, and maybe now it doesn't surprise me anymore because it's just so common, but the number of alum that are returning as parents now, I mean, it's it's mind boggling. I, I think there's probably at least a family a week that comes in either for a tour or to uh, inquire about, you know, starting their little preschooler here and they'll know Peggy Sandal, who's at our front office, or they'll, um, they'll just remember the campus and, oh man, I, I actually was in that classroom. Are, are these teachers still here? And I love that because clearly, golly, you're doing something right if they're coming home, they're coming back. And I think it's just exciting for them to, to see that although it's changed in wonderful ways, that the, the heart of the school is, is unchanged, that you know, we're still producing these, these wonderfully, wonderfully spirited and Catholic families that are wanting to come home. Yeah, I would just say, you know, one of the interesting things about an education, because you're inculcating a worldview, you don't realize how valuable it is, lose you till many years later. That's why teachers sometimes get thanked. 20 years after the whole thing. And so just to what, what Mrs. Zander said, the fact that parents are choosing to send their children there means that at some time in their life, when they thought about what was the most formative things for them as a person, they thought of their education, their Catholic education, their grade school Catholic education. And they thought, I want my children to have that. And perhaps they see in the world that not everyone has that, or that's can't be taken for granted, or you think, oh, maybe everyone has this worldview. And then you get out in the world and you realize that's actually not true. And that this is something worth sacrificing for so that I can give my child this invaluable gift. I know many St. Teresa graduates, and I know that many of them actually work in in the diocese. And, uh, you know, every time I come across a, a St. Teresa graduate, honestly, they're impressive people. So you're, you're doing good things there. You're doing, that's right. You're doing right things. Yeah. <laughs> So keep it up. Thanks so much. All right, Molly, I'm going to come back to you with a question. You talked a little bit about how you work with families when um, when they're not quite sure how they're going to afford to be able to come to St. Teresa. You invite them in. Let's have a talk. Let's walk through this. But educating people on tax credits can be difficult. I know this. It's, it's part of my job, too. So educating people on how to understand tax credits, what does it mean? What do you do over at St. Teresa to to make attempts to really educate people on the donor side as well mm -hmm. as on the scholarship side to understand tax credits? Do you have events? Do you really do it one-on-one? -on -one? Do you use any of our, our videos? Anything like that? How do you educate people on tax credits? Using a multitude of resources, I think, as you pointed out, it's it's important to always find a common ground with someone to kind of find the bread in which you're going to build the sandwich on. So I think it depends on the individual. Um, I've found success in, in simply making a phone call uh, to reach out to people. I've found success in saying, you know what, if, if you can't find me or, you, or if you can't get the information that you need, why don't you come in and we can have a face-to-face -face conversation and that works better. Um, oftentimes, I feel like if if you have the right resources and the right tools, I think to, to redirect people to, I know the CEA website is absolutely the gooeyest and most user-friendly website. So oftentimes just showing people, here's where you can click around, here's where you can also continue to read uh, to find more information, that that in and of itself sometimes is is sufficient. But really finding the common ground to see where 
where their experiences are. I think oftentimes, you know, it depends on the age of the individuals coming in and, and the families. Um, also seeing, you know, the, the silhouette of the individual, but also the corporation that stands behind them. Maybe they're a small business owner and there's more opportunities that are, you know, although they're as, as simply as an individual taxpayer, but behind that silhouette is the, the outlines of, uh, of a corporation. How can we work with them to partner in, in our community to, to further our mission? So I, I, overall, I think walking with them, journeying with them individually to, to meet them where they're at, but also to find the right resources that will connect with them. And also it's, it's a personal experience. I think oftentimes finances are, are seen as very cold and it's just very black and white. But in finding the personality of what that specific situation is, it's actually quite colorful. There's there's lots of stories. There's different characters. There's fears. There's excitement. So really, really pulling out, I think, the accounting side of the black and white and coloring in those lines to say, oh, hey, look, there's there's a lot of opportunities here. It, it depends on the person, but I think there's there's all sorts of resources, even even just walking through the basics of what a, what a tax credit is sometimes, I think even just starting with you know, assuming, assuming nothing and, and truly trying to walk with them hand in hand and saying, what is your understanding up till now? How can we plug in the holes and fill the gaps for, for what you're looking for to, to help make education affordable and seeing them as an individual person to really to pull out their dignity in, in, in this process. So it's, it's exciting for me because I think so often it's, it's, it can be a mundane job, but I think the reality of bringing people in and, and coloring in the, the lines there is, is what makes it exciting. That was a really fantastic answer. Let me just say that. But you, and you, <laughs> you. a lot of things in there. You're talking about corporate partners. You're talking about individual tax credit. I'll come back to that in a minute. What were you going to say, Mrs. Bader? I just wanted to add that she is so highly sought after. We're even thinking of doing kind of a little, you know, coffee finance talk. She, she is such a wonderful teacher because she will bring it down to your level. She can talk up here. Colleen, I mean, she can run numbers like nobody's business, but she's got such a wonderful personal touch. So um, we're going to have to get her a little coffee hour and, and invite families in. <laughs> That's a great idea. And really anything you could do, because you are absolutely right. Talking about finances, talking about tax credits. Like I know when I approach people, if I have to do a parish weekend or if I'm you know, doing a meeting, a board meeting or something, you know, an event at a school or whatever, and you say, hey, you want to talk about your, your taxes? People like they glaze over and they want to run like hard and far. And, um, you know, so it, it's, it can be very daunting to get people to sit down and talk about it, but you're absolutely right. I think that when we approach it from this human aspect, from a, from a humanitarian position and really start showing people with your tax money, this mm -hmm. is what you can create. This is the future you can create for a family, for a child. Mm -hmm. When you make it personal, when you make an emotional connection for people, that's what changes everything. And so it sounds like you have the ability to do that. So what a wonderful resource you are to St. Teresa. Thank you for that. Okay. So before we wrap up, I want to give you guys the opportunity to talk about anything that's happening. I know that it's a hot time for enrollment right now. People, the scholarship applications are open. So this is probably a very busy time on your campus. With COVID restrictions this year, I don't know how you are handling open houses or visits to your campus or inviting people in, what would you like to tell people who might be intrigued, who might want to come for a visit? How can they get in touch with you and visit your campus and learn more? Absolutely. For those families that are in, just kind of in the inquiry stage or, or even ready to make a decision, 
we absolutely want you to come on campus. We um, have, you know, a great mitigation strategy set up. So we we feel very safe having families come along and, and peek into classrooms and talk with some of our teachers and just get a feel for, again, just this wonderful community, this, this feeling that we have on campus. We want to make it personal too. So we're inviting families just to, to reach out. They can call the front office. They can email uh, any of us. Our contacts are on the website, but um, we gladly want to sit down and like Molly said, we want to make it a personal experience. So we will find time. We will find time. But with regard to events, man, boy, you two need to help me on this one. I, I feel like, yeah, enrollment right now is our big, our big focus. We just had an incredible um, visit from the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal here. So that was, we're kind of coming off of a high off of having them here. But fish fry and, and all wonderful things Lent uh, are, are happening on campus right now. And I just actually talked with a couple of students this morning who are um, curious to get a talent show started. We want to we want to get some fun, fun events coming up. That sounds great. So anything else, any final thoughts that you want to share, Father Parks, before we before we wrap up the podcast? I'm just really proud of our, our school here. Just really proud of it. Yeah, I, there's a book I read years ago called The Case for Catholic Education. And in it, he says uh, the renewal in the life of Catholic education doesn't happen from from like an office somewhere. It happens in a rebirth of a thousand communities across the country. And uh, we're just trying to do that. Just be really faithful to the mission of Catholic education here and to form the whole person, form students and partner with families and parents to do that. And it's just really exciting. So if you're at all interested, please come check us out. Well, I have to say, I, I Father Parks, I've known you for several years and, and Jenny Zander, I remember you, I met you when you first came to the diocese. So, you know, we also have a history and Molly, since you're the connection here at CEA, I'm learning more and more about you. You are quite the dynamic team over there at St. Teresa. So it is a pleasure to watch the work that you're doing. And I really look forward to seeing what you're going to do next. So I want to thank all three of you, Father Parks, uh, Mrs. Zander, Molly Malavos for being on the podcast today. It is always a great day at CEA, and I want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us as well, and we will see you all next time. You have been listening to Creating Future Leaders with Catholic Education Arizona. For more information, visit us at www.catholiceducationarizona.org.